0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Texas Twenty Four podcast on the Dave Campbell's Podcast Network. I am your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me, once again, is Ishmael Johnson. Ish, how are you doing on this Sunday afternoon in March Madness?
1: My God, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> there you I go. I think we need. we need a. I think we need a, a an apology to. A lot of the Texas fans, because we kind of pushed a lot of that ACU hype on the last episode when we were saying, you know, put, putting out all the numbers, putting out the scenario that has to happen for it to be a close game and, yeah. you know, really, really hyping up this team. And I guess it just manifested into, into a win. Let's just get into it. And there's no reason to not, uh, you know. To, yeah, to yeah. Abilene Christian, the around.
0: Abilene Christian shocks Texas 53 to 52 in just a game that Abilene Christian dominated with their defense just swarmed Texas the 22 turnovers. Abilene Christian dominated the glass. I mean, I don't have the offensive number, offensive rebound numbers in front of me. They are staggering, um, and from that point on, Texas just looked – a step behind the entire time physically they were outmatched which is something that i wasn't expecting going into this um there's a lot of different avenues we can approach this with but mm-hmm. i want to give all the credit to abilene christian um while we did praise them last podcast and we've praised them this entire uh with like three four episodes that we've done yeah uh, i still didn't expect them to win like i still just thought texas is this is the year texas breaks too but abilene christian said no yeah, this is it. Uh,
1: by the way, uh, offensive rebound uh, divide was 18 to 5 in <laughs> ACU's favor. It is it was nuts. Um so yeah, at 18 to 5, you had a 36 uh, 31 overall rebounding advantage. So Texas really did uh, they beat them on the defensive glass, but those second chance points and let, let's let's uh, I want to get a little bit more specific here because yeah, it was ACU's defense, right? But ACU just got out and ran a lot more and it wasn't exactly like because they didn't shoot well themselves right i believe they only shot 29 percent. right it was not a great 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 day but they put up let me see 27 more shots than text like that is unheard of okay. and so when you have a team like texas they shot 45 percent from the field and so you're like oh okay that's that's good, right? That's how you win a game. You hold an opponent to 29% and you shoot 45. The problem is they took almost 30 more shots than they, than they did. They just got out and ran the uh in the first half, I remember being stunned at just how and you you texted me this just cuz of their depth, they were able to just keep fresh. And like they were hands were everywhere. They were hard hedging, they were cutting off screens. Uh, they were able to switch everything like And because of their depth, they were able to keep that up for the entire game. And so Mm -hmm. even when Texas started to get buckets right down the stretch, you saw guys like Coleman getting into the lane a lot more, saw them collapsing the defense, saw them kicking out to on the what probably would have been the game winner to Andrew Jones. Coleman collapsed the defense, kicked it out. Those moments were like they should be wearing ACU down. ACU was still really able to keep things going and then push things on the other end of the floor.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing is a lot of times – Abilene Christian is not a slow team. They're like sure. 115th in the country around there in Ken Palm's uh, tempo rating. And so they were optimist, opportunistic time after time and pushing the ball in the open court. And I, I, like you said, they didn't make a lot of shots, but yeah. they took a ton of shots. And that was the difference. They only shot three of 18 from three. Yeah. Like, And Abilene Christian, I, we were waiting for like that one big three, just to drop for Abilene Christian to really really keep pressure on texas and they couldn't get that to fall and so it felt like the door was open for texas and we were waiting for that run from matt coleman any of the guards mm-hmm. Courtney,
1: of the guards. Yeah. Had Courtney Ramey did not again. he was he again, and he played a little too i mean they took him out towards the end because he got a uh, cut on his mouth i think yeah. But he played for as little as he did he played all way too much in my opinion i think 36 minutes with yeah. Courtney
0: ramey and remember after the, they won the Big 12 championship against uh, Oklahoma State, I believe that's the game he scored three points as well. And we were like, oh, it doesn't matter because they got other guys that can step up. Right. And at some point, Courtney Ramey has to step up. Like, he can't just keep waiting for Matt Coleman and Andrew Jones to bail him out because Matt Coleman, I mean, he went four of 10, only nine points. But like you, like you said, the Abilene Christian defense just didn't make anything easy. And it, I have one kind of point that I've always thought about with, Abilene Christian, I've seen it done to North Texas. I've seen it done to a lot of mid-major schools that have this mm-hmm. really frenetic defense, Texas State even to an extent, um, this really active defense. If you're Texas, at some point, you kind of just have to isolate because the passing doesn't work. 100%. 100%. Uh, it, that's how North Texas lost to Louisiana Tech um, and during the regular season. is Louisiana Tech just said, all right, we're done passing the ball because North, North Texas just scrambles just like Abilene Christian. Not exactly, but you get the point. Yeah. At some point man isolate Matt Coleman isolate Kai Jones like something here but they kept trying to work the ball work the ball and try to get a clean look and it just never happened and the activity of Abilene Christian just deflected everything and it was it looked like hell for Texas
1: and oh it did every bucket looked painful every bucket they got looked painful every possession looked just tiring um yeah when you mentioned isolation like that, like you said, that's how you beat these teams. When these teams like Texas State, like Abilene Christian, like uh, North Texas, that they're okay with switching. Like they're okay with ball screens. Like they'll switch, they'll hard hedge, they'll jump out on screens to slow. Like don't – like roll is what they want you to do, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're so versatile. Um, And and we saw that with Joe Pleasant, right? Pleasant was willing to get up, you know, top of the key to, you know, get out on a ball screen. And it's like I get that's how, you know – some of you get some of these rim runners like Kai Jones and, and Jericho Sims going, right. You got to get them, to, you know, some opportunity to to get going and you're trying to get Matt Coleman maybe in a mismatch, but it's like, they're okay with that. Like, there's no, there was no unique, there's no like authentic mismatch, right. In this offense, they're willing to switch everything. They don't care if Joe Pleasant has to go guard Matt Coleman yep. and they don't care. And, and even if they don't want to, they'll hedge you and give Reggie Miller a chance to get back on defense. And so, you Yeah, they were just trying to run the same things. Um, I thought, and this is credit to to ACU's bigs inside, but there was no. I was waiting for the moment to text for Texas to go really big, and they didn't. Like uh, Greg Brown, I think only played six minutes. Didn't play at all. Like I was waiting. I was waiting for that Brown James lineup, right? Where it's like we need boards, we need physicality, we need some length on defense, and we need to out just you know just. Overwhelm these guys with size because, like, towards the end, uh, Brock Cunningham was on Reggie Miller a couple times, and he, like of course, Brock Cunningham can stay with Reggie Miller. Yeah. Um, and like, what there were a couple times where like he drove to the basket and Brock Cunningham blocked mm-hmm. him like twice. And it's like, that's like, yes, use that length, right? Like, play, like, use Brock Cunningham at the two, and then maybe Ray, or then, uh, of course, Coleman, and then run your three bigs, and then like, try to get something going that way because yeah. it's not like they were worried about ACU scoring.
0: Yeah. Right. You just need like,
1: we're shooting. Like, so you don't need, I don't know. You didn't need uh, all those guys playing those minutes. Like the starters played, like I'm reading off uh, the starting minute. 31, 37, 36. Like they didn't need to play that much. Right. They didn't, you should be more confident guys like Greg Brown or, uh, or even, even brought Cunningham to an extent, right. If you want to run a really offensive lineup and then put Cunningham out there for some defense, do Mm -hmm. that. Cause like, you don't, you don't need guys uh, a a strong defensive line lineup um that much with this team well against acu but credit to ac because they i think it was let me see i'm looking at it right now 23 off points off turnovers 23 forced turnovers um yeah it, and then there, there were a couple shots of that towards the second half that acu made that just like oh, you did no. you mean for that to go in. Like, oh no, <laughs> there were so many shots. This is like he, you know, he kind of threw it up, got fouled, threw it up behind his back, and like banked in or something. And it was just like that's just, I mean, one that's what happens when you just put up a bunch of shots. Like yes. some of them, some of those ridiculous ones are gonna fall down. Um, but yeah, good God, what it was a fun game. I mean, it was a sloppy game, but it was a fun game because ACU's defense was just so energetic. They were they were exact. I hope people who listen to this show know uh, were not surprised to see it because this is what we've been saying that they were this is their bread and butter literally yeah um but i hope they were just like really entertained because yes. this is just such an energetic team i can't wait to see how this team matches up against uh, ucla right they yep. have next yep. i can't wait to see how this team matches up against them um yeah no i don't know it was a it was a it was a fun game
0: it, it, it was incredible um i was stunned i thought when jones hit that shot it was over um i thought it wasn't right the
1: narrative right andrew jones hitting the shot right it's like oh there's the narrative there's the guy that texas needed to step up and to be honest i kind of wanted him to have that moment obviously because of of his story and all that stuff so it would have been perfect and then of course joe play and it's like of course this game ends on like free throws right no <laughs> like, pleasant free throws nonetheless. joe pleasant the one of the worst free throw shooters on the team just hitting clutch free throws of course it had to end like that like yep and ugh, i was, was saying
0: worst. i mean i said on twitter i said this is exactly what abilene christian did to texas tech and this is what they did to the entire southland conference time after time after time and mm. anybody who watched them kind of knew that they were capable of this again i'm not taking credit because i didn't pick them to win we thought
1: it'd be we thought it'd maybe be competitive but we didn't think they would win right we thought eventually texas's talent would just play one out yes
0: yes i mean who i mean you know probably 90 percent of the country picked texas to win it's hard to pick a 14 over three straight up um despite what we know about abilene christian just because texas talent and so we have to get into texas disappointment a little bit is that yeah this is a devastating loss. I really think so. For a Texas program, for a Texas fan base, for a team with this much experience, this much talent. I mean, to lose this after it felt like this was the this was the run Shaka Smart's past, well, he's been there, for seven, eight years, somewhere like that? Yeah. Ever since he got there, this is what the team he envisioned the building was, and this was the run that they were going to make here. And perfect
1: blend of athleticism and talent and experience yeah
0: and for it to fizzle out and not just fizzle out for that door to get slammed on them like this in the first round after winning the big 12 championship it's not that like they came in on a <laughs> losing streak they come right. in winning the big 12 championship and to get that door slammed on them like this is staggering and i know a lot of texas fans and uh they are not happy they yeah. were not happy and yeah, i don't think I could say anything more about that. They were. It's
1: it's crazy. it's, and they got like the good draw, right? They avoided Gonzaga, they avoided Baylor, they avoided Illinois, and Houston. Obviously, Illinois lost, but you get what I'm saying. They avoided, uh, you know, the toughest team was going to be Michigan, Alabama. I think they could have matched up pretty well against Alabama if they would advance to the Elite Eight or to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it's like they had a decent draw to get out of that to make a you know, if they, if they got hot to make a final four push, at least the elite eight and to fall like this, some people started to at the beginning, at the at last year, the question for me was, okay, this is the going into when I was, when I was constructing the magazine at the end of like, when the season got canceled and I was looking ahead to the team, Texas was bringing back. I said, okay, this is the shock of smart, like formula. Right. Especially when Greg Brown committed, it was like, okay, this is this next year's the year, right? If it's going to be a year, it's going to be next year. And for the most part, we were right until last night. The thing at the beginning of this year, and especially when they won the big 12 tournament, I said, there's no way they move on from him. Right. Cause he wanted, he won the tournament. He, you know, he beat, Tech, which is a huge win for them. Or, you know. Say what you want about what happened against Kansas and the way they got there, but the point is they beat Tech and they beat Oklahoma State. I can't guarantee now that they don't decide to move on mm-hmm. because he has no tournament wins. Um, I believe he's only made the tournament three times in his it's, uh, six years. Mm-hmm. Lost in the first round of all of them. Granted, two of those were unlucky losses like right he's a full court heave against northern iowa i think yeah. so like terrible unlucky but regardless and also you look at next year's team what do they bring him back
0: mm-hmm.
1: they don't have that marquee 21 class no. you know we can debate of whether greg brown should leave he'll probably leave for yes. the draft um, or whether he's ready. I think all players should leave, but you know, yeah. I think I don't think he's ready to leave, but you need to keep yeah. what I'm saying. So what's what's team look like next year? What's the recruiting? You know, what d- does he have like some late steals in the recruiting laws? I don't think so. I think all the big guys are cemented, especially in the state. And I was looking the thing, the thing that I was really looking at was like, Well, two things. One, who do they hire? Two, what's his his buyouts a lot? Yes. I was looking at his buyout. It's actually not a lot in comparison. So okay. do you know his buyout? I'm, cu- I'm curious. Do you know his buyout? Uh, 7 million? 7. Okay. So it's roughly 7. Yeah, it's 7.1 million. Okay, yeah. I'm going to rattle off some buyouts of some programs that aren't major programs about the level Texas wants to be at. Uh, Oregon, Dana Altman, 18 million. Rick Barnes at Tennessee, 16 million. Chris Beard Of course he You know Had the finals run 15 million Matt Painter At Purdue 13 million Fred Hoiberg At Nebraska Is 22 million That is not, Now here's some of the Here's some of the uh, Buyouts around The same level Tom Crean At Georgia Georgia can get rid Of Tom Crean If they wanted to Yes um, Bobby Hurley At Arizona State They can get rid Of that mick cronin at ucla bruce pearl at auburn that's more by the way he's making he has yeah. 8 million but all those buyouts if you're a t- if you're a program that wants to be a big program you can make that work right yes and it is texas <laughs> like, and it is 100 that's the, the other money. thing that's right that's the other thing that i yeah because the thing that got tom hurt obviously the you know the school song all that stuff didn't help yeah. but the thing that got Tom Herman fired was a bunch of boosters also saying, Hey, we're willing to pay this buyout. It it depends if there's basketball boosters that go to, that go to um, uh, Del Conte and say, Hey, we're willing to shell this out. And the, that, that is available this year. That wasn't available as much last year are good candidates, (laughs) good coaching candidates. That was my thing last year was, I don't know who Texas hires over Shaka Smart. Yeah. Now, some good coaches out there that probably would like to get that Texas paycheck. Yes. So I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying I've heard things. I'm saying that this was literally the one thing that had to happen for this conversation to start back up. Yes. He had to go out in the first round yes. in an embarrassing way yes. after building all this momentum. And now I'm just saying that the conversation should not be, it should not be a done conversation that his job is safe.
0: Yeah, And it should and be- I would not be shocked. Yeah, it shouldn't be that it's too expensive to buy them out. I right. think you laid that out perfectly. Um, I don't have too much follow-up on that because I definitely think six years at Texas is a long time um for a guy who hasn't won a tournament game. So yeah. And this is not going to sit well. Like the immediate reaction from Texas fans tells me all I need to know. Like if my friends are telling me this, then I know that sixty seven year old boosters are thinking the same exact way, except they have more power. Up- I'll tell you one thing.
1: The best thing to happen to Shock Smart and Texas is they're lucky Rick Barnes has not made an Elite Eight with Tennessee. <laughs> because he's, I mean, that program's not exactly bad, but they're they're go they're leaving Fair the tournament time. in very Rick Barnes fashion, like yeah. <laughs> for a second round exit. He's lucky yeah. that they lost him. <laughs> that yeah, they lost. Te- yeah,
0: at least Tennessee lost him for first. Yeah, days. it
1: would have been a lot worse if Rick Barnes would have won. <laughs> Lord have
0: mercy. All right, man. All right, let's let's go, let's move on to the next um Crazy game of the first round. Yeah. North Texas upsets Purdue 78-69 in overtime. Um, I'm still here in Indianapolis. I will be covering the North Texas game tonight or, mm-hmm. yeah, Sunday night at 745 Central Time. And, man, this game was incredible. <laughs> just I, uh, just a quick story. We, we get to Come the on. Lucas Oil Stadium, and I I wasn't expecting that many people to be there. I knew that it was going to be, you know, people there but and i knew purdue is the only school in indiana Mm -hmm. in the tournament and so we get there and man there is a sea of purdue people a sea of them outside the stadium and i'm like okay (laughs) it's a home game so it's an (laughs) actual road game like i thought it would just be kind of like you know a road ish game where you know they have a lot of fans there but it wouldn't be like a road road game no this was a road game and it makes the win even that much more (laughs) impressive because it was if there were ten thousand people there. Let's say nine thousand of them were for Purdue. Like it was, Oof. it would and when when Trayvon Williams threw down that dunk late in the game, oh. it was loud. Yeah. Oh that was, my god.
1: I honestly thought that was the game. Yeah, I honestly thought it was like there There goes the momentum. There goes you know Trayvon Williams is getting going because uh, I do want to start on that Go because ahead. I thought you know my thing was I thought the size obviously would would. Um, would give North Texas problems. And I thought that even if they were to contain the side, I thought that Jaden Ivey and those guys would be able to take over enough. Now, Jaden Ivey did play great. Yeah, he was incredible. But I didn't expect Travion Williams to be basically a non-factor until like the last five minutes. Mm -hmm. Like uh, uh, Zachary Simmons was on him, right? Yeah,
0: that's one area where we deferred, and that's where I thought North Texas had a chance. Because I, after seeing – North Texas has some bigs, Charles Bassey and uh, yeah. Isaiah Crawford. They, they have bigs in, in uh, Conference USA. And for Travion Williams not to be able to stretch the floor and not mm-hmm. to be a shot blocker like Charles Basti can do, yeah. like, then I was like, okay, I think Zach can hold him down a little bit. And, and he, so that he was the one area where I was great like, great okay, that's, that's where North Texas will have a little bit of an advantage, but go ahead, continue.
1: Sorry. Yeah, no, no, he did a fantastic job until, like I said, those last like five, because he sat in like, Honestly, he was like one for six or something like that for like a long stretch of the game until those last uh five minutes when he just kind of decided to yeah, you know, get all the rebounds and just decide to try to do his own. But um man, Javion Amlet's that dude, right? Like <laughs> just like he's always been in the tournament. Uh what we were kind of hoping to see last year when they you know, when they when they, when they should have made the tournament as well. Um golly the shots he made down the stretch like i i loved that espn used the synergy stats for his floater i don't know if you saw that since he at the game they used uh they brought out synergy stats because he, the, he's the number one floater shooter in the in the nation mm-hmm. He shoots yeah. the most floaters and he has the best percentage of floaters. And I love that they busted that out because of course that's his game, right? He just gets yeah. in just that little, little floater up the top and it's always money. Um, so yeah, they had it up. It was like first first in floater attempts, first in floater percentage. I was like, that. thank Incredible. you for busting out the, the synergy Incredible. stats. Um, but man, he's dude, he, every time Jaden Ivey made a big shot, I was like, oh, here we go, right? And JV on Hamlet just took it down. He's like, all right, bet. And like, just like yep. went right back at it. It was so much fun. I'm glad he got that moment. Cause again, we've known about him. Conference USA is known about him. The state of Texas is known about him. This is a dude that's just a baller and it was the heart and soul of that team. And yeah, no, he deserved that shine, that moment. Cause um, golly, I don't know. Like I was impressed with, how they really made Zach Eady a non-factor? Like he was not a factor in that game. Couldn't play him. They couldn't. couldn't play, him. play. They they could not. They couldn't play him. They just flat out couldn't play him. And you can't play a seven-four big against an undersized team. Okay, but let's you know that that yeah. plays in Texas. That plays in North Texas's favor.
0: Yeah, Eady had twelve minutes in the first half because Williams picked up two fouls, mm-hmm. and so then he in the second half he only played three minutes. And yeah. then I really think they could have played him more, but I, they really wanted to roll with Travion Williams at that point. They were like, you know what, man, we're just going to roll with you. You only played eight minutes first half. They played him 22 minutes in the rest of the game and overtime. Um, North Texas led for 40 minutes of the game mm-hmm. um, right from the jump. They basically held like a six, seven point lead consistently, consistently, consistently um, went up to went into half up 32, 24 second half. Purdue makes their run um, late. North Texas still led for majority of the second half uh, before they go on that run. I knew Jaden Ivy was going to be the dude just from watching a few games. Mm-hmm. I just knew he was capable of that. Yeah. And but North Texas just whenever North Texas gets in the lead, and I wrote this for the preview for the Villanova game, if North Texas gets in an early lead like they did for Western Kentucky and Purdue, they're able to dictate the tempo really really well and it's hard to come back on that on a team that plays that type of defense and that type of offense. So, yeah. um Javion Hamlet just Getting to his spots, I feel like he had a really favorable matchup against whatever guard Purdue threw at him. And North Texas is not afraid to isolate. They are not afraid to just clear out. And sometimes they'll bring a screen. Sometimes they'll bring just a real quick slip from the big mm-hmm. just to show. Um, but Javion Hamlet was able to get to his spots. He had that little mid-post game as well that really mm-hmm. he was comfortable in. And then the other guards hit their threes, right? Marjarez McBride went four six from three um james reese only went one of four but still he is a threat and then jj murray hit a three big three in the first half thomas bell hit a three in overtime that really started Was a bell that had that block on williams yes
1: oh my yes. god and then hamlet hit the layup on the other end that had, crazy I, layup on the other end
0: i don't understand how conference you say i had thomas bell on my second team all conference he didn't yeah. make a single all conference team i had him on my all defense team all conference he didn't have him on the all defense team um <sighs> He is the most underrated player on this team by far. Mm -hmm. And he played 42 minutes. Like he is just, he's an incredible player. Thomas Bell is an incredible player. Like you can't say enough about it. Zachary Simmons didn't play very well. He played 28 minutes, but Mm -hmm. obviously going against Williams, he played fine defensively. Like you said, I thought he was very good on that end. Offensively, Mm -hmm. only one of four, but um, man, uh, I was, like you said, that moment Williams dunked it crowd goes crazy. Um, I Everyone's like, oh, my gosh, like, it's over. Like, we're nervous, all this stuff. Yeah. I had – and I genuinely – I'm not just saying this because they won. I, I was genuinely in the moment. I was like, I don't think it's over. I don't think – like, I think North Texas is still in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. A, I, Williams had to make a free throw, and he missed that free throw to tie the game. So, North right. Texas was always in the lead. Um, but B, North Texas turned the ball over, which led to those points for Purdue. And I was mm-hmm. saying, if North Texas just doesn't turn the ball over, Purdue's not scoring. Right. Like, Purdue is not scoring this basketball. And so what do they do? North Texas stops turning it over, and JV and Hamlet just goes down and scores pretty much. And that put them back in the driver's seat. And the defense, like I said, is really, really good. And we've seen it with Loyola Chicago now against Illinois. We've seen it with Abilene Christian. We've seen it with um, North Texas. We've seen it with a lot of different teams around the country, mid-majors that just get after you and how uncomfortable it makes you. Cause I don't want to say bit, major conferences can be cookie cutter in a lot of ways, but sometimes mm-hmm. you play similar defenses time of time, maybe like play All drop right. coverages on, on pick and rolls, you know, different stuff, but um, it's just a different animal. Uh, when you play a team that, that has that type of intensity on defense and mm-hmm. um, it was, it was incredible. I could, uh, I, I wasn't surprised because as soon as it went to overtime, I kind of was like, this is what this team is built for. And the defense prevents momentum from getting out of hand. And that's a really big thing. Mm-hmm. Is the def- Kind of like Evelyn Christian to an extent, how they kind of just kind of quelled those Texas runs a couple times. Uh, the North Texas defense just stops those those momentum swings. Like unless they just turn the ball over right. five straight times or something, if it's just one or two turnovers, then they can just stop it. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, just incredible win. Uh, they shot forty-three percent from three, which is what they have to do to win games. Uh, only eight turnovers to fourteen assists. Whew, just an yeah. amazing game, a historic moment—the first postseason win for North Texas in their history. So, congratulations yeah. to those guys.
1: I think uh, yeah, it was clear to me that like Grandma Caslin told Zachary Simmons, like I don't care about the offensive end, right? It's like you in particular you don't care about number 50 and as it right like that's that the that is your assignment and i don't care if you get a buck or if you get a bucket cool if you don't cool like as long as 50 does not have a good game and again he's 15 but that was a lot of like putbacks at the end a lot of Mm -hmm. hustle plays towards the end like for most of that game he was held in check and he was frustrated um yeah and they had like you mentioned they had they were forced to play Edie probably more than they wanted to he was too slow in some defensive uh moments and he couldn't get couldn't uh really get to him where he left his man and lower texas had a layup and yeah no I, I definitely credit zachary sims with a lot of frustrations in the paint because he did a phenomenal job defensively yeah. um i think that was i'm glad you mentioned that about Thomas Bell as well, because he made a couple defensive plays, but that that block obviously is one that stands out to me. Yep. Um, yeah, man, just it was it was wild because like, yeah, there were so many moments where it should have been, right? Quote unquote should have been the the moment for Purdue to take over. Um, but yeah, nothing phased them. Nothing phased JV on Hamlet, nothing phased this team. They got back to what they did and it was like, okay, buckle up, let's get another stop, right? Yep. Or okay, let's match this shot, let's match that shot. And is showed in the conference USA where, you know, they might've let something slip. Like we mentioned in the, in the championship game against Western Kentucky, they let the game slip, let Western Kentucky come back in. Okay. doesn't matter. So they're not, they're not phased by that. And yeah, no, it, it was a, it was a great matchup and a, uh, a terrible call for my big tens, the best uh, conference in the, uh, in the <laughs> nation. Uh, Cause now Illinois lost. Ohio state's lost. Purdue's yeah. lost. I'm watching Baylor, Wisconsin. Baylor's probably looks, a lot better than them um yeah and now we get villanova in north texas and villanova this is not a villanova villanova team i like this matchup a lot See, um, so you like this
0: matchup for north texas i'm scared I for do. north texas now See, really, how we're yeah. flipped okay i'm scared now this is this is this is different robinson earl for them at the five Mm. is very different from Travion Williams that's fair that's my big concern because ideally I'd like Thomas Bell on him but they're gonna mm-hmm. play start Zachary Simmons and Zachary Simmons against him is a concern for me so that's yeah. and Villanova shoots the ball a little bit be- better than Purdue Purdue can't oh for be. sure For so sure. that's yeah. those are my two concerns here um I still think North Texas offensively can do things mm-hmm. to 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 put Villanova in tough positions but Guarding Villanova is going to be a little scary, even though they don't have Colin Gillespie, which will play North Texas' favor. Mm -hmm. Villanova scares me with their offensive versatility a little bit more than Purdue did.
1: No, that's 100% fair. Um, I mean, Villanova, they also don't turn the ball over. Um, Even though it's not, again, it's not a national title contending Villanova, it's still that j Wright system is so fluid and, you know, they're going to play their stretch bigs. They're going to jack up threes in transition. You know, they're going to try to – basically, North Texas is going to have to find a ways to really make things half court because Villanova is going to be willing to jack a three on a a 2v1 or 3v1, right? So it's going to be a lot of – if North Texas gets caught on the back foot, you know, Villanova – be able to you know they're gonna thrive basically yeah. um yeah but i don't know i i, I do i, I don't, I don't wanna say i like the matchup better but i am interested because it's not a villanova villanova yes. team yeah. right they're this not they're a, not
0: overpowering like they this have is a good
1: games, not great villanova team yes
0: i like that so, that's a good way to say it yeah. all right but that will be um Tonight, man, we'll see how that goes. All right, just to skim through the other ones, Baylor was up eight last I checked, but it's a commercial right now. Yeah. Um, but they breezed by Hartford, obviously. Uh, Eleven to thirty-three from three, force twenty-four turnovers. Wisconsin, they looked great in the first half. We're recording this during the second half, so um, if they don't win this one, then you can blame us. But uh they look like they'll <laughs> they'll win this one and pull it out and then advance to the Sweet Sixteen against the winner of Villanova and North Texas. Um. Baylor-North Texas game, um, I'm not sure it would be particularly close, but it would be a lot of fun mm-hmm. uh, just for the storyline of Texas versus It'd Texas. It'd to be 34-30. Yeah, Scott
1: 30 Drew versus, to to yeah, <laughs> Scott Drew
0: versus uh, Grant McCaslin. That's a lot of fun as well, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, Texas Southern, God, I give a congratulations to them for getting that win over Mount St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were down at half by 10, or by 8, rather. Then they come back, start the second half on a 10-0 run, and really – Played well behind Walker and their defense only allowing 20 points in that second half. So uh, yes. shout out to Texas Southern there. Um, then they kept it close, close with Michigan too. Not for nothing. Yeah. 82 to 66, six, they were within, you know, 15 for majority of the game. So, uh, shout out to Texas Southern. Um, Houston mopped up Cleveland State uh they were the one probably one of the only two Cs that didn't struggle at all um uh, 87 to 56 16 now offensive I'm excited rebounds.
1: that 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 region is a little a little more clear now they have only gone Houston mm-hmm. Final four looks a lot more fun
0: yep yep 16 offensive rebounds they out rebounded them by 14 defense was just suffocating they got Rutgers on Sunday night um I am very interested in that game. Uh, I do think Houston gets by them though they look like they're defensively ready ready to go right. even if they don't shoot the ball well they and they are uh, like we've said before they're a team that doesn't need to shoot the ball really really well that's just icing on the cake so yep uh Texas Tech outlasted Utah State 65-53 trailed at halftime out rebounded uh Utah State out rebounded them like we kind of predicted Utah State size would be a little bit of a problem mm-hmm. um, but Texas Tech only had eight turnovers and forced 22 and that's that was an
1: impressive one i picked i picked utah i mean i'll I'll say it i picked utah stages because i thought that rebounding would give them that edge um but i mean golly texas tech was just fantastic um no real superstars right like Mm -hmm. it was mac mcclung but uh like i kind of wanted kyler edwards was probably their second best player at times um which is again what we said needed to happen uh pv gave him some good minutes off the bench as well um but yeah I, i loved that they didn't let that rebound discrepancy get to them because he, we said like that's going to be the game right there um and it was actually like it wasn't the offensive boards that much they had three more it wasn't that much more mm-hmm. but yeah. um just the total discrepancy was went in utah state's favor but it, it really didn't matter
0: yeah and they play arkansas tonight probably in my opinion <sighs> the best round of 32 game you can man that Texas, is that is a Texas Texas clash of arkansas. styles
1: yeah clash of styles man F- up tempo versus uh half core defense and yeah that's gonna be fun yep
0: um And that's all we have on the men's side. The women's tournament just started, but we no Texas teams have finished their games or I don't even know.
1: I think Baylor started 10 minutes. uh, This is 3.10 we're recording. So Baylor kicked off theirs. So we'll have a, well, Tuesday morning or Tuesday sometime during the day, we'll have a women's recap for those first
0: games. Yep, for sure. So that's all we have for y'all today. Uh, we're going to have a podcast up probably what Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, recapping yeah. the round of 32 on the men's side in the first two round, first two days of the women's uh, maybe have Justin back on to yeah. talk a little bit as well, but yeah, we want to get a couple of quick podcasts out to y'all and talk about this crazy uh, first couple of days of March madness. So had, you to, man, it, had to, Yep. so if you enjoyed it, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple podcasts, subscribe, there as well um follow all of our content on uh, texasbasketball.com uh, subscribe uh or i'm sorry follow us on twitter at dct basketball follow ish at ishmael r johnson and follow me at Matthew Bruni underscore and yeah we'll talk to y'all later